Welcome to this week's issue of Riff Raff News and this week we'll be taking a look at levelling up and which projects have been sponsored and which haven't. And we're also looking at the controversy between Holyrood and Westminster over the Gender Recognition Reform Bill Scotland. Uh, following that up with a new segment that we've got at the end called In Case You Missed It in which we'll be looking at HMRC's helplines and the con in terms of paying extra. And the fangs and their redundancies. Macron's problems with his strikers across the channel. The US Treasury and are they running out of money? And finally, a look at the new romance retreat that ITV is setting up, which is a love island for the Middle Ages. Stay tuned for that. So I've been taking a look at levelling up. Um, mm. First of all, what, what is it? And then, you know, what, what's, what's been in the news recently? Um, I think I should start by saying uh, I, I thought I knew what it was, but probably was a little bit off the mark. Mm. And the more I looked into it, I was I was quite encouraged actually because I was a little bit cynical going in. Mm. But I thought some of the announcements last week were quite positive. Um, uh, so you know that was my my starting yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, um, perhaps worth saying what the you know what what they officially say it is 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 about creating opportunities for everyone. Mm across the UK by improving pay and living standards, making streets safer, uh, protecting health and well-being and investigate, investing in a high-tech sort of society. So, ah. you know, it, it, who wouldn't want that? Well, absolutely. It sounds marvellous. It sounds like a Nirvana. Well, not the, not the yeah. you, know, not, you know, yeah, Nirvana. Not the rock band. No, not the rock band. No, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, so but so far, hmm. yeah, the fund the fund they set aside in the the budget was four point eight billion. The trouble is, I don't know about you, but every government minister talks about billions, squillions, mm. and you think, well, is that big? Is that small? Yeah. But, but uh, it's this this most recent announcement, uh, the one where Rishi was in the back of a car, which we'll <laughs> maybe talk about later. That that was um, a couple of billion, give or take. Um, so about half of the fund um, and you know it's really about looking at what the awards so far looking at ending geographical inequality um, and to, they're trying to end this sort of long tail of low productivity so all good stuff mm. uh, worth saying what levelling up is not it's not about making every part of the UK the same no or pitting one part of the UK against another. Although you could argue that because it's the awards are made on a bid basis, there is a little bit of that. Yeah. Who can put the best the best bid in? I must admit, where, but before I even looked at it, I, I sort of thought it was something about up north and the Red Wall. Well, I think it was. Uh, it, was hmm. it not? Um, was it not more up north under under Mr. Johnson? <laughs> than it is perhaps under Mr Sunak. I think Mr Sunak's got a a, a wider... I, um, far be it, you know, I, I know we've got slightly differing views on this, but um, in terms of uh, being cynical, that they suddenly realised that the, there was the possibility that the so-called blue wall seats were not seeing the levelling up in the red wall seats as quite the sort of thing that they, they're very keen on. No. In fact, famously or infamously, he made that 
speech, didn't he, during his leadership campaign in Seven Oaks or something? That's Tunbridge Wells, I think. Tunbridge Wells, well, not far away. <laughs> saying, don't worry, we'll make sure we get some money into, into Tunbridge Wells. Deprived area of Tunbridge Wells. <laughs> That's right. Improving equality. There they are on the pantiles so. asking for their, you know, can you spare us five okay. Yeah, sorry, go on. So that's all right. But the other stuff worth mentioning briefly is there are five pillars to the government policy. This is really sort of paint drying stuff. So I all won't. The P's. The pillars of, pillars of policy. Pop. Pillar. I'm sure that. Yeah. <laughs> it could be that. But so I know you really want me to read through all five, but I'm not going to in the interest of time. But I'm going to pick one out because it seems to come out of every single politician's speech at the moment. Mm. They want to empower local leaders and communities. Well, again, who wouldn't want mm. that? Um, so it's quite interesting. Do, do you, um, I mean, that, that's perhaps where I have the problem with this. I know we've discussed this briefly before, is that once upon a time, local government would have had this money to be able to spend in their local area on these minor infrastructure projects and and local government parties in power would have taken the credit for doing so uh, and now they've deprived local government in terms of the, the central government grant of so many well nationwide billions over the last 13 years or so of of, of uh, this government that they've now got um, a pseudo Santa Claus in the form of Rishi Sunak flying around the country, throwing out bits of money, Dri- driving, around. or drive, drive. Well, he <laughs> he flew up, didn't he? Because he couldn't rely upon the trains because, because he didn't know whether they'd be running or not. So he flew up, flew up north to uh, certain areas, uh, and 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 started handing out, you know, these these packages of money. But once upon a time, that would have been. The local council that would have done that so yeah i i it's good for those people who live in those areas but you're not taking us down a miserable alley <laughs> at this very celebratory moment are you so, so what have they done uh, what, are, what are the well, yeah, th- yeah. yeah exactly on, sure. tell us, what have they tell done? Us. stop moaning <laughs> the so there's more than 100 projects first of all yeah. have been awarded uh just over two billion pounds from this second round Again, I'm not going to go through 100, uh, but I'm going to pick a couple up. You may have heard them already. So there's the Cardiff Crossrail, 50 million to improve um, the journey to and from the city. So this is this, this ticks the sort of transport box. Mm. Um, there's Blackpool, a 40 million pound to deliver a new um, university uh, to replace an aging out of town centre facility. So that's. That's good news. And in Gateshead, uh, I think it's um, 20 million to um, regenerate Gateshead Keys into a new exhibition area. So the idea of that is it becomes an attraction, but also inevitably around um, those sorts of areas, you get uh, retail and uh, entertainment businesses as well. And there's lots and lots of different projects like that. I, I picked up themes of regeneration and transport. They were the two things that screamed at me and indeed not far away from you and I on Western Supermare Seafront there's a 20 million pound um, sort of more of an attractions type uh, investment and if you've ever been to Western to be, to be fair it really needs mm. it it's an aged seaside town uh, a little bit like other seaside towns we know um, uh, sort of Hastings yeah. Eastbourne where where 
you know, the the world has passed them by a little bit. Yeah. So I th- I thought that was good stuff, don't you? Well, I, yeah, I, I, I don't have an argument with the principle. I think the, <laughs> the principle of, uh, of spending money on run-down seaside resorts, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't got an, an issue with that, but I do wonder how much of this responsibility needs to be taken centrally and how much of it should be left to local leaders to decide where their priorities lie. Uh, I, I, we, we've covered this in another podcast but if you're a local authority and you're having problems covering your social care bill should you really be spending that money on doing up a a hut on the seafront to 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 you know encourage tourists to come down it's it's a question of priorities and where your priorities lie it's easy for for central government to fly in for a day throw this wadge of money that is ring fenced for one particular high visibility project and then fly out again whereas the infrastructure of the local area could well be you know falling around their knees so it's a, it's a I, I know you're very positive about it i know you 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 think it's uh, you know it's 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 great but um i am i've got a slightly different view as you know you're missing the point. That's exactly why they don't give local authorities money in well, case they spend it on improving well, social care. Well, <laughs> well quite, I, I, you know, there, there are lots of things in the country that um, it's all high visibility projects, isn't it? The government wants to be seen to be doing, like HS2, like um, building bridges. Do you remember Boris Johnson wanted to? was talking about building a bridge from Scotland to Ireland. There was another pie-in-the-sky idea, and, and uh, they wanted that... Scotland to Yeah, do you not remember that? <laughs> you sure about Yeah, that? they wanted to build no. a, a bridge from Scotland okay. to... OK, we're going off, po- off the we point, We are Sean, going off, and, off uh, piste. So I'm, we're, I'm going to bring you back, and I'm going to summarise, mm. um, because... sound like Alan Sugar, don't I? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so if you take the two billion, three main themes... 645 million has gone to transport, mm. 760 million has gone to regional towns and cities, and 545 million has gone to restore legal landmarks mm. and relics for future enjoyments. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of relics, no, no, no. <laughs> um, and there's been a reasonably good distribution just just rounding this off because you know the point is it's not all up north the the highest region is the northwest mm. so they've got 590 million the lowest is as it happens is london at 209 million and picking mid-range you've got the midlands sort of about 350 million so mm. net net there's a slight bias to up north but um broadly distributed um there have been some um, local authorities, and you would have seen them, who've missed out. So the Wirral, for example, yeah. um, they had their bid to regenerate Liscard turned down. Um, no funding at all for Gloucestershire mm. or Denton Town Centre. But I'm pleased to report that in Richmond, funnily enough, uh, there was a £19 million <laughs> award to transform the Catterick Garrison Yes, yeah. absolutely. I've always thought that yeah. they were needed transforming. That was was <laughs> top of one of my priority lists. What are they? But what? Go on. Go on, no, what go are on. they transforming it into? Do you know? Uh, it, minor, minor details. <laughs> it's too vague for this this pod, Sean. Um, but you'll be pleased to know is this guy's a busy guy that the town councillor leader 
Tom Jones. It's not unusual. You <laughs> set me up there, uh, he didn't led, you? I did, yeah, I did. Uh, and he, he wanted to make it clear that uh, this bid is being led by the Liberal Democrats mm. and was in place before um, Rishi became the Prime Minister. Mm. So there we are, just a bit of detail. Um, and uh, But I, perhaps the most significant thing... Uh, that's come out of it <laughs> and most people will be aware of this is that if you're going to do something like this as Prime Minister and you're going to get your phone out to publicise it mm. put your seatbelt seat on belt. first yeah. it had a feel didn't it I've seen the clip on obviously all over the place um, it had a feel of a of a Gordon Brown moment didn't you know that who put me in front of that bigoted woman <laughs> old Madge or whatever it was yeah. it was a little bit like that uh, it was a little bit like that, and, uh, but he's he's paid the fine apparently, yeah, and it's uh, and uh, he's uh, it's, it's his second fine, yeah, isn't it? It is, is it, yeah. If th- third strike in your he was at one of the, the birthday the... party, wasn't he? I believe the, well, cake, yeah, cake, cake gate, gate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, we digress. Well, so my take on it for anyone who, who who enjoyed that little bit of detail, I think it's at least it's a positive message, and you, fair point. You could argue it should be. Um, uh, local decisions but it isn't mm. uh, and it's uh, hopefully these hundred projects will will do something to those areas absolutely so um, we're going to have a look as well today guy I think at the um, gender recognition reform bill from Scotland and specifically in the way that's caused some um, dispute between Holyrood and Westminster um, have you been following that at all? Yeah I have yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting constitutionally and politically and obviously mm. the subject matter yes interesting. yeah I think perhaps we need for, for everybody's sake to put it in some sort of context mm. in relation to the bill itself before we can talk about the constitutional issues arising so this gender recognition reform in brackets, Scotland bill, alters some of the conditions that need to be met to obtain a gender recognition certificate. Uh, So it allows individuals to live life in a different gender to which they were born, this particular certificate, and currently to be able to apply for that across the United Kingdom, an individual needs to be 18 plus, supply a diagnosis of gender dysphoria from their GP, also provide a summary of any treatment or surgery that's been required as a result and evidence to demonstrate that they've lived in their required gender for a minimum of two years. So proponents of this new reform would argue that that's quite um, quite some hurdle to climb and, and, mm. and it's also embarrassing and, and puts the individuals through um, uh, a hoop uh, to, to be able to get to that stage. So the, the new bill that they put through in Scotland uh, reduces those requirements down somewhat. So the reforms reduce the age limit down to 16. It drops the requirements for diagnosis and summary of treatment having to be provided. And it brings the time limits down uh, that the individual has to show that they've lived in their acquired gender. So those over the age of 18, uh, it becomes three months mm-hmm. and it introduced for those 
16 to 18 of six months so it's slightly longer that they have to show that they've lived in that um, acquired gender now that differs clearly from the law as it would be in England where the Equality Act lays down as I said the earlier requirements and as such the government at Westminster the UK government are arguing that it falls under section 35 of the Scotland Act without going into too much detail section 35 of the Scotland Act um, lays down the proviso that if a bill makes modifications of the law as it applies to reserved matters and which the Secretary of State has reasonable grounds to believe would have an adverse effect on the operation of the law as it applies to reserved matters, now we'll come on to reserved matters in a minute, then they have the ability to invoke Section 35 and veto any amendments or any laws and prevent royal assent. So we've already said that reserved matters, there are some that are quite clear, so defence and foreign policy, you know, you couldn't have um, Scotland deciding to go to war on its own. Um, and similarly, foreign policy needs to be united in terms of it being a, 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 a unified structure. They remain the responsibility of the UK government. But other issues, and there's a list laid down of about 15, 16 issues that are quite straightforward. And then the remainder are left to the two governments effectively to argue it out if they want through mm. the courts. Mm. Understand that the Scottish government here, the, the, the UK government haven't invoked this section 35, the Scottish government with Nicola Sturgeon are intent on taking this to judicial review where the courts will effectively decide whether this particular issue falls under the heading of reserved matters. And when you say Only the courts, then, then mm. that, the, the highest court in the land being the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it can't Is go it? anywhere else, can it? Can't go to human rights or anything like that? Well, um, no, I don't think it can go as, as far as... Because it, it's UK legislation, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. UK legislation, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, there is actually a quote in uh, in relation to this from Lady Hale. Do you remember Lady yes, Hale? Yes, now she was the lady with the big brooch and this was the, what was it called? Pro procuration of Parliament? Is that the right word? That's right. Um, um, yeah. Uh, uh, or pro what was it? Proroguing of Parliament. Proroguing of Parliament. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was um, one of Boris Johnson's Boris. ideas, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 She and, wrote, and she he, wasn't. She said that was offside, didn't she? In the end, <laughs> <laughs> she did indeed. She gave it the red card. Definitely. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Having said that, it had already happened, didn't it? She, I think, she was retrospectively saying. Oh yeah, it was, um, it was afterwards. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good job they did. Well, I say it was a good job. It was. Um, they didn't have that sort of thing around when Henry VIII chopped Anne Boleyn's head off because um, no. to say it was the wrong thing to do wouldn't have helped them. Anyway, no. we digress. Lady Hale, who's a former president of the Supreme Court, um, has observed that there's no common characteristic but rather a common theme with regard to Article 35. It is that matters in which the United Kingdom as a whole has an interest should continue to be the responsibility of the United Kingdom Parliament at Westminster. They include matters which are affected by its treaty obligations 
and matters that are designed to ensure that there is a single market within the United Kingdom for free movement of goods and, and services. So, you know, what, what she's saying, I guess, is um, that issues that relate UK-wide need, uh, need, need laws that cover UK-wide. Mm. I mean, I think you... You were looking at some issues. Yeah, that it's, it's, it's like all these things, isn't it? In practice, what does it what does it mean? So let's let's just say, for sake of argument, that um, uh, we didn't invoke Section Thirty Five, and the bill was passed. Mm. Uh, so you've got um, effectively gender gender tourism, haven't you? Where um, people could go to Scotland, um, change their gender. Uh, and then return to England, um, uh, and then yeah. then that would cause I don't know quite how how that would be observed, whether it would be observed or not. But they'd have their certificate, wouldn't they? Yeah, and, yeah, and absolutely. It. So you got that, and then you got the uh, issues with safe spaces. Um, I think one issue raised was about prisons, mm. uh, female prisons, for example. Well, what happens to somebody who identifies as a female? And they have to go to prison. Well, that that's awkward. And also the care sector, where obviously in some certain sensitive situations, um, uh, women are looked after by women, men are looked after by men, because obviously it's in both mm. directions. Um, yeah. And it gets complicated. Now, you could argue all that's there already under the current mm. laws, because it's 18 and two years, using your yeah. earlier example. But, but it obviously adds... Um, uh, levels of complexity now should this act be passed from my point of view i think what's interesting is is if you look at the political thing here i guess um westminster has a number of options so option one was it could have said yes carry on um pass mm. the bill that's fine by us that's on the left if you like on the the extreme right is absolutely no way section 35 off we go which is where we are now and it does mm. make you wonder whether there could have been some middle ground yes absolutely i mean that's what what some of the um uh some of the commentators are arguing for at the moment they ought to get together and sort this out without going through the courts interestingly um nicola sturgeon was on the airwaves this morning right. suggesting that back in the days of theresa may that both governments were aligned in amending the Equality Act to take these these reductions in the age and also the the changes in the time. Oh no, that is interesting. Yeah, because yeah. she she uh, would have been Home Secretary for a long, long time before she was mm. Prime Minister. So she was probably looking at these things under that watch as well, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And and again, she was suggesting that um, that the, the this was a a culture war issue that had specifically been um, brought to the fore by the current government to have yeah. this this argument about it's quite a, a, it's quite a, as you were saying I think in terms of a compromise it's quite a limited number of people that this affects it's the people between um, 16 and 18 basically at the end of the day the only other the only other those over the age of 18 it reduces down um, the period of time that they have to live in their required gender from from two years to uh, to three months, which again is quite significant. 
Um, but I'm sure they could have come to an agreement in, in that regard between the two governments. So we're looking at the, the 16 to 18 16 to 18 year olds basically and I think that's an argument that could rumble on um, I'm, I'm not quite sure how they how they determine this other than going to the courts and whichever way as you say constitutionally whichever way it goes in the courts is going to be grist to the mill to Scottish nationalists well, because they will be able to argue that yeah. Whatever we've got in terms of devolution, look, yeah, we haven't really got it. Really, push comes to shove. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Push comes. Yeah. And and I I suppose from the for the for the right wing of the um, of the Tory party uh, and certain elements that um, are to the far right, they will they will relish the idea that they can veto anything that Scotland decides to. Um, decides to pass through Hollywood. I think um, looking at the figures earlier, it, it may play into the nationalist hands in Scotland in that the uh, support for um, devolution seems to have faded a little bit. Not devolution. Independence seems to have faded a little bit, doesn't it, over yeah, the last few months? It definitely has, yeah. 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 So we've got, that, we've got that coming up in the next few months. I think that's going to go to um, judicial review. Okay. And, and no doubt we'll be able to come back and, and chat further yeah, on that when the result comes that, ahead. Yeah, interesting how that plays out. Absolutely. And now, our new section, quickfire news from the last few days. Um, I'm going to kick us off with uh, um, a public sector public sector a public service announcement really in, with regard to HMRC's helpline I uh, understand that um, if you search for HMRC through a number of uh, different search engines you can find yourself paying a really big bill at the moment I don't know whether you've heard about this guy have you uh, no, I just know that you can't get through to HMRC. <laughs> no, I, too, yeah. I've tried. I've tried. I actually want to pay them some money, but I can't get through. It's quite Is funny. anybody from HMRC listening? There you are. Give him a ring. He's got money for you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're searching for them because you're frustrated about trying to get through on, through searches and try for other ways of getting through, there are apparently a number of different um organizations or con merchants effectively who are advertising quicker services but they're not they charge you some of them charge you three pounds 60 to connect and then another three pounds 60 a minute and all they're doing is connecting you via their network into hmrc's waiting um waiting time on, on their own line so be aware of that oh if you're trying to give some money over i don't know um you're still trying, you say, to get through to HMRC. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that the numbers legit because, uh, uh, you know, seriously, if, if if listeners are worried about it, then if you go in via your government gateway account, then you're in the secure environment right. and you use their numbers on their site. Yeah. You don't go in via a search engine. But yeah, it's it's hopeless. Uh, hour and fifteen minutes, and then it went pip pip pip. They they did, and there's a lot of pickup on this in the newspapers. Goodness, oh well. Um, yeah. Terrible service. Be careful out there. I'm sure that a lot of people will be aware of this. So, um, anyway, I think moving on. Yeah, moving on. Um, I picked up something about the so-called Fang stocks. This is <laughs> Facebook, which is now Meta, um, Alphabet, which is Google, yeah. Amazon, um, uh, Microsoft, Twitter, the tech stocks. It's quite mm. interesting. Uh, they're all announcing quite big uh, redundancy programs at the moment. Yeah. 
So Alphabet 12,000, Microsoft 10,000, etc., etc., all worldwide, so no one particular geography. No. Uh, but you think, well, why is that? Well, there's two things, really. The first thing is that obviously these companies grew exponentially during the pandemic mm. as everyone went remote. Uh, but second, secondly, I think uh, rising interest rates in particular have meant a lot of business cases are challenged when it comes to return on investment and if you add inflation on top. So I think it's cyclical. I don't think it's anything other than that. But just it really just follows last year when investors lost a fortune on the tech stocks. Now we're seeing them try to get their house in yeah. order. So it's one of those where bad news is good news and perversely, uh, when they made these announcements, their stock prices went up. So that just caught my Crikey. eye. And do you think, I mean, uh, uh, it's ironic, isn't it? Do you think as time moves on and technological development moves on that they're finding ways of not needing so many staff to provide their services? I, I actually don't know, to be honest, Sean, but I, I, I think that's very possible, as, as we all know from our time in finance, that, that that just happens naturally. I genuinely think it's more of an economic cycle issue where you know some projects are under threat because of uh, inflation and because of mm. um, interest rates and therefore for now they're probably being iced to bring back later yeah. so nothing more than cyclical so and what's go. his name as well to add into the mix some um, twitter man uh, oh he's sacking he's everyone that's that's that, that's neither in nor there i mean to, unless you're prepared to work uh, 25 hours a day and sleep in the office it's your history <laughs> Okay, well, we'll keep our eyes on that one. Um, I don't know if anybody's been watching what's going on across the channel. Have you had your eyes on um, on, on on the French recently, Guy? Uh, I try not to, to be honest. <laughs> well, but uh, I know they get, they're getting a bit excited, really, aren't they? Sacre bleu. Yeah, they're... they're <laughs> no, no. They're, they're talking... <laughs> Macron needs to save money, as do governments around the world at the moment. And, and one of the... Uh, one of the japes he's come up with is is to ask the French to um, increase their state retirement age from 62, yes, I did say 62, to 64. <laughs> um, um, not surprisingly, as you probably aware, uh, listeners are probably aware that the French are quite, um, uh, how can I put this? They don't take things lying down and they're not, no, they no don't. they're not happy at the idea of having to work an extra two years, albeit that I think... And they like to get a gilet on, don't they, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> they do like a good gilet, yes. Um, I think some of them have got an orange. Orange, gilet orange, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, yeah. Um, anyway, they're Bilingual. out on the streets and they're not going to have it. So it'd be interesting to see... I'm always quite interested in the way the French operate because... Clearly, in this country, when we have industrial disputes, we have, um, like, we'll have a picket line and there'll be, um, you've probably seen um, Mick, Mick Lynch on, on a picket Mick line Lynch, fairly yeah. recently where he's, he's got a, a, a brazier behind him sort of burning away and there's, there's half a dozen blokes with caps on and what have you. They're up the workers and what have you. Well, they don't do that, do they? <laughs> in France, they bring Paris to a standstill. The, 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 there's hundreds of thousands on the streets. There's none of this um, no flying. Do you remember the flying pickets? Not the group, but the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do remember the flying yeah, pickets. Yeah, some of us are old enough 
to remember flying pickets. Well, there's no, they don't need to worry about legislation with regard to flying pickets in Paris because uh, the whole the whole country comes out. So we're keeping our eyes on that to see whether the French have to work to 64 as opposed to 62, as opposed in this country to, what are we up to now? We're ever- 104, <laughs> I think, Sean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, yes, moving on. <laughs> yeah, well, moving, moving on. Um, I, I've been having a look at uh, the USA and mm. this sort of bizarre story that the this is really bizarre that the US Treasury um, have run out oh of dear. money <laughs> in that they've hit their hit their debt ceiling of 31.4 trillion trillion what is a trillion yeah well I thought that one a thousand billion was one trillion but right. anyway it's a lot of mm. money that's the, all you need to know but whatever the, the situation is they've actually hit their credit limit right and you know we've all come up against that in the past <laughs> And so Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, yes. uh, it's her second term is this, um, she's, she said that we're five months away from an unprecedented default, which is actually very yeah, serious, yeah, yes. because the dollar is the reserve currency, um, companies and governments all over the world will hold US Treasury bills, T-bills mm. as they're called, uh, and if that ever actually happened, I think we'd see financial contagion like no tomorrow. Mm. Um, so they need to take special measures, but there's not a lot of detail on what they are. And there's a bit of a hoo-ha, because the Republicans, now that they've taken control of the House of Representatives, they want to see cuts in public, public spending, yeah. etc. You, all the things you'd expect to reduce the debt ceiling, rather than just increasing the debt ceiling. Uh, whereas Biden won't budge. He's not, he's not for um, reducing his expenditure programme, even though he's had to cut it back his sort of regeneration bills and what yeah. he wanted to do. A uh, bit of history. Since 1960, the debt limit has been raised 78 times. They don't care, do they, the Americans? Mm. They keep, they keep no. pushing it up. And, and, uh, I, well, it's a bit like having a MasterCard when you, 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 <laughs> you're quite a good customer and they say, well, would you like to go from 5000 to £10,000 credit, please? Oh. Always, please. Right. So it's a bit like that. Uh, but th- of those 78, three have been in the last six months Goodness. so it would suggest that seriously though they're spending too much whether this is a sort of Liz Trust moment that we're all sleepwalking oh, let's into hope not. or not that would be a disaster I don't it? know but it, it just it's just slightly scary mm. that this is happening and no one's really talking no. about it so that caught my eye that's all yeah yeah and who I mean I may be asking you a question you can't answer and it's and it's I doubt it, sure. <laughs> and it's broad in general but who who is lending all this money to the US government then well it is it is um, there's nations mm. so nations with surplus um, will will be doing it there's companies mm-hmm. if they want to if they have liquidity and they want to invest they'll invest in treasury bills and there'll be american banks who'll have to they'll have to have some of their capital mm. in bank and then good old you and me our uh, savings or pension funds will all have an element mm. of um uh, foreign debt somewhere goodness well it is quite frightening isn't it uh, we'll keep an eye on that and see um yeah and see where we go i will personally monitor their balance oh. sheet and i'll let our <laughs> listeners know if um, if the computer says no to their next I'll credit hold extension. You to that. Whether we'll be able to get in before the big crash or whether it'll be well afterwards or whether we'll still own computers after the whole thing's gone down. 
goodness son will be a oh I personally will make a mint the only problem is I won't be able to spend it because the whole financial system would have collapsed <laughs> okay. but there we are watch this space yeah well mo- moving on um, I wanted to talk to you about the romance retreat oh you lovely. heard of the romance yeah. retreat no. Well, th- this is a new program that's been commissioned by ITV, which okay. is uh, which is basically a, um, a love island for the middle-aged. So those aged forty mm. and over, apparently, according to all the news, it's been it's been proposed or, or touted by Davina McCall. Mm. She's come up with this idea. You remember her of Big, Big brother. brother? Yeah. So she the original Big Brother. Yeah. yeah. She's got a bit of um, a, a bit of history in, in that regard. Skin in the game, mm. if you like. And uh, the idea is, so I understand, that separated, divorced and single people uh, are 40 plus get nominated, I suppose single couldn't necessarily, I suppose they could, get nominated by their kids who think, oh, you know, there's dad in the corner looking very sorry for himself. Uh, and, and, And off you go and you're off to a log cabin in the woods. Now, I'm not quite sure whether it's going to be the same as Big Brother in that you're going to have loads of loads of wrinklies in a cabin sort of drinking Pinot Noir and talking about yeah. the, the good old times and, and I'm not quite sure also on that level and maybe that's why it's been called the romance retreat whether they're whether they're they're expecting the sort of um, shenanigans that takes place on Love Island amongst the um, amongst the young I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. did, sorry, did I? Where are these log cabins? Well, I'm not sure at the moment. I'm not sure whether they're in in this country or whether they're going to be somewhere. You would think they'd be here, wouldn't you? Because I don't think they've got many log cabins in in the Greek islands. I don't know. Well, they've got a lot in <laughs> uh, Switzerland, and Scandinavia. Well, it could be there. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you're quite right. I mean, they've got history in that. In that area, haven't they? Log cabins. <laughs> well, all of the above, to be honest. Yeah. I think over there they'd be nominating the married lot as well. Oh, there we are. I did. I, I did right. wonder okay. whether there was any shenanigans going on. It reminds me of a Terry Wogan. Do you, do you remember dear old Terry Wogan? He, he yeah. and I'm not sure what these log cabins are. Are, are single story or whether they've got to he, he used to tell a story of uh, of his wife saying to him late in the evening come on Terry uh, let's go upstairs and make love and he said uh, well it's got to be one or the other <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah over over 40s keep your eye out for that that's coming up soon the romance retreat I won't miss it Well, that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed Riff Raff News. Please leave some comments on the app or on our Facebook page. And uh, please subscribe and then episodes will drop automatically into your podcast feed. <laughs>